Hey guys, how's it going? Um, coming fresh off a, a great intro class I taught this morning. It was uh, literally about 12 hours ago as I'm sitting uh, in my uh, home office staring at my clock. It's 11 p.m. tonight. And I wanted to share with you guys, I, I dove in to the um, a talk that some of you will have heard before, uh, but probably a lot of you haven't though, about uh, like what what an integral part functional movement plays in in our life and how early on we are we are taught to ignore it um for instance if you if you look at uh, a child around the age between four four years old to six years old so four five and six at that point in time every single one of us were athletes you know we were coordinated we were fast we were strong we were pliable we could take a beating and hop right back up from it. I mean, just just incredible little movers. Uh, I like to say incredible little human animals, right? And then something happens to us, all of us that, 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 are, that are existing in this society at least, around the age of five or six that changes all that. It's a remarkable thing called school. So for the first time in our lives, uh, you, have to, you have to understand that from... from from zero to four or five years old, everything we've learned has involved movement. I have a six-year-old, and, and still at this age, I mean, he's made it through his first year of kindergarten, and when he's home, the kid does not sit still. Even when he's playing video games, he's dancing around like it's his job. Um, and and he, he, unfortunately, this year was first introduced into this world where he has to sit down most of the time, you know, uh, maybe it, 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 in kindergarten, you know, he's only sitting for three or four, maybe five hours at a time. But, um, you know, I have a 12 year old and, and, and I know she's at school for, you know, six, seven hours she's sitting and, you know, she's going to come home and do homework for another one or two hours. And then as she gets up into high school, I'm sure that's going to go from eight to 10 hours. And if she does a really good job and gets into an awesome school, uh, for college, it, it might expand up to, 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 to 10 to 12 hours, and you can fast forward, you know, if she does super good in school and gets a nice cushy just job when she graduates uh, from college, she's going to spend 8 to 10 hours a day working really, really hard, so when she gets home at night, she's going to spend, you know, another two or one or two hours, you know, resting and sitting on the couch, and uh, which which just equates to really our lives from kindergarten on begin to teach us how to sit uh, for very long and extended periods of time. Now, if we back up and go back to that four or five-year-old kid or six-year-old kid in his first, first year in kindergarten or first grade, and when he sits down, it's the first time in his life that his hip flexors are experiencing this contraction for such a long period of time. And once he's sitting for anywhere from one to two minutes, that kid starts shuffling, right? Starts shifting back and forth. And, and we're just like, oh, look at that guy. He's, he, you need to calm down. Calm down, Johnny, because, uh, uh, you know, sit still. Sit still, Johnny. You know, and the poor kid is, is experiencing a muscle cramp and flexion in his hips that he has never experienced before. And it's not that he's not paying attention. It's not like he doesn't want to sit still. It's that his body's not designed to sit that way. Now... The problem there is Johnny's moving, and he gets reprimanded for moving. And maybe even worse, if he doesn't move, if he sits perfectly still, then that kid 
is getting praised. You're a good student, Johnny. You didn't move at all. You sat perfectly still through that whole hour-long class, right? Um, and whether we want to admit it or not, that means very early on we're teaching children that moving is bad and sitting still is good. Um, so if we trying to explain this in a podcast and not in person might be might not be the easiest thing in the world, but if you can imagine our bodies, um, what our bodies do is we're meant to go forward as human beings, right? If I was to, to split my body in half from a front side to a back side, um, or if you want to get technical, an anterior to posterior side, right? Front and back. Most of my muscle mass is on the back side of my body. And that tells me that, that I'm meant to move forward as a human being. As I stand up erect, I'm meant to move forward. Um, and if we take, uh, there's three huge muscle groups that make up something that we call our posterior chain. We have our hamstrings, which is the back of our thighs. We have our glutes, or our booty. And we have our spinal erectors, which is kind of these two thick muscle groups that run up next to our spine. And um, their jobs to keep your spine erect, as you might assume, with the term spinal erectors. Now, your glutes and your spinal erectors are a huge part of your core. And out of those three muscle groups, hamstrings, glutes, and, and erectors, your glutes are what we call a prime mover. And there's two big jobs that your, your, glute, your glutes have. Um, one is to stabilize your hips. So if I'm standing up straight and I squeeze my butt and I activate it, right, that makes my hips in a stable position, right? Uh, and then if I'm sitting down and I go to stand up and my butt's working properly, then, then my glutes are, are a hip extender, right? So they extend my hips as I stand. Um, now the problem is we got little Johnny at four or five years old, six years old, whatever, learning to sit for a living. And what that does is after hours and hours and hours and years and years and years, it literally teaches his butt not to work and it makes his hips chronically tight and super, super strong in his hip flexors. And if your hip flexors are pulling really tight, it's going to take the front of your pelvis and it's going to make it tip forward. It's what we call anterior pelvic tilt. Now, that's going to have you pitch forward a little bit, and most of us in our society have this, right? So when we combine that with your back, which, so if you can imagine, I'm kind of tipping forward if I was standing up like, a, like you see a you know, chronically older gentleman whose back is sore or something. Um, your body knows you're not supposed to pitch forward and lean forward like that. But your butt can no longer do the job, or whether it's not strong enough to overpower your super tight hip flexors. So your spinal erectors, those big long corded muscles in your back, say, hey, we can help out with this. We know we're supposed to stand up straight. We're not supposed to bend over when we walk. So we can go into some extra, you know, some hyperextension to try to keep you standing up nice and straight. And if you can imagine, I should put a drawing of what this looks like, but you have this chronically bent human where you're tipped forward at your hips and your back's extended too much and trying to stand up. And then we can even get on more of a tirade and talk about wearing shoes that have a little bit of a heel. And then we don't need high heels, just a little bit of a heel, which elevates my heel, which makes me lean forward even more. And we add that to our hips and to our back. And we wonder why after, you know, we're 30 years old, we're 35 years old, we're 40 years old, and our knees and our hips and our, and our back and our ankles hurt. And it's because really... We've taught ourselves to become really good at sitting and really, really, really bad at moving. Oh my goodness. So what's a way to solve this problem? In a, in a nutshell, we want to, to learn how to use our glutes again. Um, things like kettlebell swings and deadlifts. Um, hell, even squatting the correct way. 
making sure we're good at turning our core on. These kind of things can, can be aided into it. But um, the purpose of this little talk maybe was just more to bring to your attention the idea that if you have a 5 or 6 or 8 or 12 year old at home, the more you can get them moving, the better. Um, if, you're, if you're a teacher out there and you're responsible for, for, for watching these children every day, just especially when they're at that young age, have an awareness that they're not moving around because they're angry at you. They're not moving around because they're bad little kids. They're moving around because their bodies aren't supposed to be sitting for a really long extended periods of time. Um, anywho, I'll get off my soapbox now. I hope you guys have a good evening. If you have any questions, just shoot me a text or a direct message or whatever you like. Speak to you guys soon.